with our hearts and our voices and lift up our hands to Him and give Him praise. Was anybody excited when they were told that they could come into the house of God today? I'm thankful for His presence. There's nothing like it. Amen. Why don't we give Him a hand clap of praise? Because He's good. We've come to bless Him today. We're going to continue our worship, our tithes and offering, and our giving unto the Lord. If you're prepared to do so, I'd invite you to come so we give to Him with worship in our hearts. Shaken together and running over. I am a tither and I bring my tithe and offering to the end of your storehouse. Therefore, the enemy is rebuked and the curse is broken. I live under an open heaven and we pour out upon me such a blessing that there is not enough room to receive it. We receive jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, sales and commissions, benefits and settlements, estates and inheritances, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises. Bills paid off, debts demolished, and royalties received. My whole family saved and walking with God. Perfect health and abundance to walk in divine favor and blessing. I am blessed going in and I am blessed going out. And all that I do will prosper. In Jesus' name we say, amen. Because we believe it. Why don't we lift our hands and our voices and continue to worship Him today? Why don't we condition our hearts for His presence and invite Him into place today? Whoa, whoa. 
Jesus in the house today. Hallelujah. There's freedom in the house this morning. There's liberty in this place this morning. Somebody can be set free this morning before you leave. Hallelujah. Why don't somebody tilt your head upward and just shout out the name of Jesus in this place.
today to minister the word of God. Amen. What God's already started in this service, I believe, is going to escalate with this anointed man of God. No doubt in my mind there's an anointed word in his heart that God has placed there, and I believe it's going to minister to us in Indian Village. Amen. Sunday school, you're dismissed. Disciples class, you're dismissed. Why don't we welcome the man of God as he comes today? Hallelujah. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord with you this morning. And um, always an honor to be in Indian Village and uh, see so many friends and uh, feel the presence of the Lord the way we do here this morning. I'm thankful for what I feel in the house of the Lord today. And um, let me say thank you to pastor for the invitation for allowing us to be here and trusting us to be here while they're out of town and um, give honor to them 
Amen. I'm thankful for what I feel in the house of the Lord today. Would you lift your hands to the Lord one more time before we go on any further and just worship Him? Lord, we worship you. We praise you. I thank you for your goodness, for your mercy. I thank you for the opportunity to be in your house today. I thank you for your spirit that we feel in this place today, your anointing, your power, Lord, that's in this place today. Lord, I ask you, Jesus, let your spirit, Lord, continue to saturate this place to minister, to help. Thank you for your touch that's in this place today. Amen. Again, it's good to be here with you. Second Kings chapter 4. Second Kings chapter 4. And we'll read a few verses of Scripture and I'll let you sit down and um, go to the word of the Lord. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 1. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the son of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? Everybody say, What hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow thee vessels abroad of thy neighbors, and even empty vessels borrow not a few. You know the rest of the story. She's going to go borrow vessels of her neighbor, and the Lord is going to work a miracle. But I want us to focus on verse 2, what Elisha asked her. He says, what do you have in the house? She responds and says, I don't have anything in the house except a pot of oil. I just want to preach to you for a few minutes today from a simple thought. He can use what's left. He can use what's left. Amen. Lift your hands to the Lord one more time before you're seated. Lord, I love you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your spirit, Lord, that we feel in this place. I thank you that Almighty God is in this place today. I thank you that that miracle worker is in this place today. I thank you that that way maker is in the place today. I thank you, Lord, the one that created the heavens and the earth is in this place today, Lord, to move and to work. Lord, I thank you for your people that have gathered together in this place today to come and worship you and to hear your word. Lord, I pray that you would anoint us to receive your anointed word today. Let us be obedient to what you want to do in this place today. Let our hearts and our spirits be open to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Give the Lord a big hand clap of praise. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell him he can use what's left. And you can be seated. Amen. It's good to be back in Louisiana. We've, uh, We've been in Fort Worth, uh, since I guess about January, and um, I'm going to tell you, I like the people in Louisiana, but I really like the cooking in Louisiana, and uh, we, we, we get to travel around a little bit, and in doing that, we go to places, and they tell us, you got to go to this place, we want to take you to eat, and uh, we want to take you, and this place is really good, and I just don't have the heart to tell them. There's gas stations around where we live that got better food than this. I, I don't know how to tell it. Anyway, it's just good to be back, good to be back around good food, good people. And, uh, but we are, we are seeing the Lord really work where we're at in Fort Worth. And uh, God's been doing some amazing, really amazing things. 
And uh, we just, it's been a couple of weeks ago, we were in a church service, and uh, we were having church, and I, I was preaching, and in my preaching, I was just preaching a real basic, simple message, like most of mine are, and uh, I was just preaching, and uh, started talking about baptism in Jesus' name, and how we baptize in the name of Jesus Christ. We don't baptize in the titles, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, but we baptize in Jesus' name, the only name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved, and we were, amen, preaching that, just basic, we baptize in Jesus' name message, and then we talked about the Holy Ghost, how that except the man's born of the water and the Spirit, he can't enter into the kingdom. And we were preaching about baptism in water and baptism in the Spirit, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, and that when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, you're going to speak in another language. You're going to speak in a heavenly language. That's the sign that you've received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And uh, we were just, we were having church. And uh, so we're doing altar call and we're praying. People are praying through and we're just having good church. And um, the pastor, Pastor Watts, he he went to the back. There was a lady kind of standing in the middle of one of the aisles, and he went back to her, and, and he said to her, he said, uh, can I help you pray about something? Would you like me to help you pray about anything? And she just kind of looked at him, and she just said, French. He said, what? <laughs> and now, if we were around here, some of you might speak a little French, but it might be different than the French that she was asking for. She's from somewhere in Africa that speaks French. And the only thing she could say in English was French. And so he said, can I help you pray about something? And he, he kind of asked her again, and she said, French. He's like, man, I don't know what to do. So he went and he got another a man in the church that speaks another language. He doesn't speak French, but I guess he thought maybe they could figure something out. So she, he went over there and got that man, and they went over there, and, and the guy said, man, I don't know what she's talking about. And uh, he said, but I got Google Translate on my phone, and if she'll type in or, or speak what she's needing or wanting, it'll tell you. So he typed in, he told her, he said, you know, what can I help you pray for? Or what, what do you need? And she responded. She said, baptize. Now, she didn't speak in English. She was in the service. We were just having church preaching about baptism, but she didn't really understand what was going on. But now he goes back there and says, what do you need? And she said, I need to be baptized. He says, well, we baptize in Jesus' name. She said, that's how I need to be baptized. So, so they, they, they take it. Now, I don't know all this is going on. You know, I'm being super spiritual praying for people. And I'm, I'm praying for people. I don't know all that's going on. And then I'm, I've got the mic and we're, we've got service going and I see him about to baptize somebody. And I look over there and Pastor Watts, he says, Hey, he says, see if there's anybody here that speaks French. Now I don't know everything that's been going on. So it's kind of an odd request to stop altar call for. So I stop altar call and said, Hey, everybody, I need everybody's attention. Does anybody here speak French? And I figured out we got a lady here that doesn't speak English. She needs somebody that can speak French. And, uh, I, I, I mean, that's, you know, uh, Several, I don't know, a couple hundred people probably in the building. And I, I said, I said, I need somebody that can speak French. And this is Fort Worth. You got people that speak all kind of languages and all kind of stuff. There wasn't anybody in the place that spoke French. And I, man, so I'm standing there. And finally, a, a visitor lady from the back, she comes up a, a minute or two later and she's got a phone in her hand. And she says, I don't speak French. She said, but I got a friend on the phone that speaks French. Huh. So we brought that phone over there to the baptistry. 
And, and pastor, he explains to the lady that speaks French what's going on, said, I need a translator. She says, I can help you. So he tells her, I'm about to baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ, the only saving name. And so the lady takes a little bit, and then she finally responds on the phone, and she says in French what he said in English. And the lady shakes her head. She's ready to get baptized. And he says, when you come up out of that water, you're going to be speaking a language you've never spoken before. It's the gift of the Holy Ghost. And there's a hesitation on the line, and, it, and so he repeats himself. He says, he says, tell her in French that when she comes up out of the water, she's going to speak in another language she's never spoken before. It's not going to be English. It's not going to be French. It's going to be a language she's never heard before. So finally, the lady finally tells her what's going to happen. And so then he baptizes her in Jesus' name. She comes up out of that water. It wasn't French. It wasn't, I'm not sure what she was speaking, but it was another language. So, so he asked her after, after they get done, they use that Google Translate thing. I don't know how all that works, but they asked her, they said, they said, did you speak a language you didn't understand when you came up out of that water? She said, yes. She had that big Holy Ghost smile on her face. I'm just talking to you about the power of Jesus. Sometimes we put too much on ourselves and don't understand if we just get out of the way and let the Spirit of God work and let the Spirit of God move. He doesn't need a fancy message. He doesn't need, he just needs somebody willing to let his power flow through him. He just needs somebody willing to let the Holy Ghost move. He just needs a church willing to say, God, whatever you want to do, do it. But that's not the end of the story. After church, boy, that, that girl, she's grinning, smiling. She's still not speaking English, <laughs> but she's having a good time. So I'm, I walk out of the church building. I walk, I'm walking through the hallway, and the lady that had, had the friend that spoke French is standing in the hall, and she doesn't know really who I am or anything. She's a visitor, and she says, hey, Hey, I just, she said, I didn't want to interrupt the service and tell you everything else that was going on and all. She said, but there's something I need to tell you. I said, well, go ahead and tell me. It's been a good day so far. I'm, I'm expecting more good news. She says, you're not going to believe this. She says, but my friend that spoke French. I said, yeah, I remember her. He said, she says, yeah. She says, her. She's a Muslim. And so Jesus used the Muslim. This is why there was a hesitation when pastor said, we're going to baptize her in the name of Jesus Christ, the only name that can save, the only name that can deliver, the only name that can transform. We're going to baptize in the name of Jesus Christ. That I've come to tell you when Jesus gets ready to move and when Jesus gets ready to work, he'll use whatever he's got to use. He'll use whoever he's got to use to reach whoever he's trying to reach. Woo. I just wanted to tell you today, I, take the pressure off yourself. Put the pressure on Jesus and say, Jesus, you can handle it. You can take care of it. I just got faith you're going to do it. I'm going to quit trying to figure out how he's going to reach everybody and just say, Lord, I'm available to do whatever you want me to do, whenever you want me to do it, however you want me to do it. That same service, there was a man 
after church, I'm, the Holy Ghost was just moving, like, like, to, like it is today. Like it is today. The Spirit of the Lord was just moving, and he, he's, he's had cancer for a while. He said, he said I, I have cancer, and uh, he said, they've, they finished all of my chemo treatments, and he said, that I, because of where the cancer is at and because of how many treatments he's gone through, he says, he said, I, I lost all feeling in my hands and fingertips. And uh, he said, as, as the service was going, he says, as you, were, as, as, as you were preaching, he said, I could feel feeling in my fingertips. It was like it was pulsating through my body. And he said, it was like it was coming in waves. And he said, it, it felt like feeling was just coming back all the way. I could feel it from my elbows to my feet. I'm talking about the power of Jesus Christ. I'm not, I'm not bragging on any man. I'm talking about Jesus. This is the power that's in this place right now. It's the... There's another lady that was there. I don't remember which service exactly she was there, but uh, she, she came with a man. She came, she came with a fellow named, y'all okay this morning? I just feel like telling you what God's doing. <laughs> we'll get to the preaching here in a minute. <laughs> Some of you said, I thought we were already preaching. Don't worry, it counts to my preaching time. Huh? That's all right. <laughs> This, this, this lady, she came, she come, she come with this guy, his name's Rocky. I was there a, a couple of months ago and, uh, we were having church and man, we were, I mean, it was just a Holy Ghost time and we were having people were receiving the Holy Ghost and we were kind of wrapping up and I was kind of walking to come back up onto the platform and a pastor was out of town that weekend. And so, uh, I was going up there to kind of start trying to wrap it up and uh, I was on my way up. And as I was walking around, there was this guy standing there, he was, kind of a big guy, kind of intimidating looking guy, his, and his name was Rocky. Whew. Uh, but uh, I, I walked past him, and man, the Holy Ghost just, it wouldn't, you ever had that happen where the Holy Ghost just won't let you go do what you're trying to go do? And I finally walked over to him, and I'd met him earlier in service. I said, hey, Rocky, I said, the Holy Ghost won't let me pass you up. I said, I think I'm supposed to pray for you. And uh, he said, well, give it your best shot. Whoo, Lord. <laughs> It was a big fella. And I said, well, throw your hands up in there. Ben, he put those hands in there. It must have been eight feet wide from one fingertip to the other. He's a massive guy. And uh, I put my hand on his head. I'm telling you, before I got my hand on his head, he was speaking in another language. And uh, so it wasn't long after that they told me, they said, yeah, Rocky, he's still coming to church. And Rocky's he's now driving one of the vans. He's driving one of the church vans to go get more people and bring them to church and trying to get people in the into the house of the Lord. I'm telling you, you get this Holy Ghost on the inside of you, it'll change you. It'll, when you get this thing on the inside of you, it'll make you want to help somebody else. It'll make you stop thinking about yourself and start reaching for somebody else. So he drives the church vans on some Sunday mornings and things like that, but, but then he... he uh, he just started bringing people in his own car. He started just bringing people to church, and he brought this lady with him, and, man, you could tell she was sick. And, and uh, I went back there, and I said, I said, you need prayer for something? And she said, yeah. She said, I got stage 4 cancer, and uh, she said, I, I'm just in bad shape. I, and uh, I, I could tell she was in bad shape. And so I, I said, well, I said, we're going to pray. And so we prayed. And do you know what I felt when I prayed for her? I didn't feel nothing. I know all you feel goosebumps and angels' wings and, and all that kind of stuff when you pray for people, but there's sometimes I pray for people and I don't feel nothing. Just because you don't feel nothing doesn't mean God's not doing something. 
He doesn't have to have your approval. He doesn't have to give you a goose bump. He doesn't have to make you feel good. Nothing. And she came back another service and folks prayed for her again. I'm not sure who it was or when it was or if it just happened in a service, but she just texted this week and said, I just got back from the doctor and they said, all my cancer's in remission. That's the same Jesus that's in this place right now. The same God that did it in Fort Worth wants to do it right here in Indian Village. He's been doing it in Indian Village, and it's going to continue to happen. I've come to tell you that miracle worker is in this place right now. That deliverer is in this place right now. That one that can set you free is in this place right now. Do you believe that? Give him a hand clap of praise. So, now I want to tell you what I want to preach about. When that widow woman comes to Elisha, she says, the creditor has come to take my sons away, to be bondmen, to work off the debt that we have, and I can't afford to do it. She says, I've gotten rid of everything. I've sold everything. I don't have anything left because he asked her. He says, what do you have left in the house? And she says, thine handmaid doesn't have anything save a pot of oil. I want you to notice that the man of God did not go in and ask her, what all have you lost? What all have you gotten rid of? What all has life taken from you? What all has been stolen from you? What all have you lost? What all's the enemy taken from you? How bad is it? How re- He asked the question, what do you have left? And I've come to talk to some people today. The enemy's got you focused on what's been taken, what's been stolen, what you lost, what could have been, how it should have been, how life should have gone, how it should have worked out, how the marriage should have gone, how your children. And if you're not careful, you'll get too busy looking back on how it should have been and everything you lost. You'll forget about what you've got left. God isn't interested in trying to work with what you lost. He's going to work with what you've got left. And if you got some breath in your body, he's going to work with that. If you just got a little bit left, he's going to work with that. Don't worry about what you lost. Give him what you got right now. God is about to perform a miracle for this lady, but he's not going to do it with her looking back over what's lo- what she's lost. He wants her to focus on what she's got left today. What do I have left now? I'm going to tell you what happens in church services like we're in right now. The enemy wants you to think about the things that you've lost. He wants you to think about the life that you used to have. He wants to think about the things that's been stolen from you. He wants you to think about how you were done wrong. He wants you to think about... Anybody know what I'm talking about? He wants you to focus on the mistakes you've made. He wants you to focus on the things in your past that could have gone different. But God is in this place today saying, I'm not interested in that. I want to know what do you got left. You may say, well, I've wasted years and years of my life. I've made mistakes. That if I told people about, 
they wouldn't even sit next to me in church. I got news for you. Everybody in this building's got stuff if they told you about. People might scoot back a little bit. You know, everybody's got those testimonies they like to tell. You know. Oh, yeah. The Lord delivered me from this, and the Lord delivered me from that. And everybody says, ooh, ooh, that's great. They don't tell you the other stuff. See, I live in the real world, and I live around real people, and I am a real person, and I know how it is. We've all got the testimony that we share, and we've all got the testimony we know. If we told people about that testimony, and what the enemy wants you to do, he wants you to focus on that stuff that's so messed up and so twisted and got you so wrapped up and so messed up. He'll try to get you thinking God can't deliver you. God ain't going to help you. God don't have no way out for you. There's no hope for you. Everybody else, yeah, but, but they, their sins were like that, but yours were way worse and all that kind of, That's a lie straight from the pits of hell. I don't care how messed up it is. I don't care how tangled up it is. I don't care how... Ne- I don't care. Jesus can handle it. Jesus can take care of it. He's in this place right now to help somebody, to deliver somebody. He's in this place to encourage somebody. There's somebody in this place. You've got some lost loved ones, and the enemy's got you focused on what's been lost and all that, friend. Jesus didn't worry about all that. As lo- He's just concerned with what's left. Let, let, me, let, me, let me take a quick break here and talk to those of us that's got, got lost loved ones. When you're praying, quit praying about what they lost. Quit praying about the things that they lost. Quit praying about, well, Lord, if you would have done this or done that, and now look at this, and they've lost this, and now they've lost that. Quit praying about all that kind of stuff. Look at what they've got left. I'm telling you, if they still got breath in their lungs, God can do something with them. Say, well, it sure is a mess. It doesn't matter how big the mess is. God can clean it up. The blood of Jesus was enough to take care of your mess and enough to take care of my mess and enough to take care of their mess. God's not intimidated by what's been lost. He's looking at what's left. God's not intimidated and not bothered by what's been lost. He can work with anything as long as there's something that... Don't get me going. I'm telling you, he's not worried about what's been lost. He's worried about what's left. And this lady says, I have lost everything. Everything has been taken from me. I have lost everything. My husband has died. I have sold everything. I have gotten rid of everything to try to to pay the debt. I have nothing left except a little It says pot, but the word translated is vile. I have nothing left but a little vial of oil in my house. Don't lose the oil. (laughs) I don't have anything left except a little bit of oil. And the man of God didn't focus on one thing that was lost. He said, that's enough right there. You see, there's a lot of times we come to God and we say, God, I, just, I lost this and I lost that and all I got left is this over here, but I lost this. When The moment you said, this is all I've got left, God's saying, that's enough right there. This, I know this is simple preaching. I, I know what y'all are used to around here. I, I'm just pretty basic, but I, I, I've come to tell you today, God's looking at that little bit you've got left that you don't think is anything, and God's saying that's the miracle right there. That's your miracle right there. I'm going to work with that thing. 
That thing that nobody thinks enough, that's going to be enough. That thing that everybody steps back and says, there ain't no way anybody can do anything with that. God says, that's where I'm going to work. So I don't have anything left but just this little bit of a fragment of what I used to be. I don't have anything left but just of a little bit of a thread of who I used to be and what I could have been and what should have been. I don't have anything but just a little fragment of what I thought was going to happen in my life. I don't have anything but just a little bit of what I thought God was going to do in my life way back then. I don't have anything left. I've lost it all. I've just got a little thread. I'm telling you, just a little bit of thread is enough for him to work with. Oh, just a little fragment of what could have been is enough. Just a little bit of what you thought was going to happen is enough. Just a little piece of the dream you thought was going to come to pass is enough. Oh, what did Andrew say when Jesus asked about those five loaves and two fishes? Andrew says, but what are they among so many? Look at how small this is, God, compared to how many people you're wanting to feed. Look at the tiny bit we've got left. After you're teaching and preaching for so long, everybody else is eating their lunch, and all we've got is just five loaves and two fishes. But what are they among so many? I like to use I use I like to use regular terms: five loaves and two fishes. Sometimes we we let me let me put it this way: if we came in here with two chicken thighs from Popeyes and five biscuits, and said we're just going to feed everybody in this building today. Now, it looks like some of us, you know, (laughs) I'd be right there with Andrew saying, Lord, what are they among so many? You know, if the church says we're going to put a feed on and we're going to feed some people and everybody shows up and we got two pieces of chicken and five biscuits, it ain't looking real good, folks. And there's 5,000 men, women, and children, and the solution and the miracle that Jesus is about to work. Put it in perspective. You got 5,000 men, women, and children, and you got five biscuits and two pieces of fish. The scale of the miracle that's going to have to happen for God to use what's left to provide. And Andrew asked the questions, asked the question, but what are they among so many? Andrew, as long as they're in your hands, it's five loaves and two fishes, and it ain't anything among so many. You've got it in the wrong hands. The moment that the that there's a transfer of the fishes and the loaves from Andrew's hands to Jesus' hands. You've got to understand that when the loaves and the fishes went from Andrew to Jesus, 
when the transfer was made, when what they had left went from them to him. When there was a transfer of the little bit they had left from them to him. Mm. And I feel this morning there's about to be a transfer from somebody that's just got a little bit left. It's going to go from them to him. Because when you put it in the hands of Jesus, it isn't just five loaves and two fishes anymore. It's enough to have 12 baskets left over after you feed everybody in the house. After every need is met, there's still miracle left over. When Jesus gets done feeding the 5,000, there's 12 loaves, 12 baskets full left over. When Jesus gets done working with what's left, <laughs> when Jesus gets done working with what's left, there's always more left over after he gets done working with what's left than was there when he started. Does that make sense? After he meets all the needs, when he's finished, there's more left over than when he started back here with the little bit I had left. The only, y'all okay this morning? I know we're preaching a little bit this morning. We all right? The only limitation that the man of God put on that little widow woman when she went to borrow vessels of her neighbor, he didn't say don't borrow too many. He said the only limitation is don't borrow a few because when God gets into what's left, you better not try to limit God because when God starts pouring out, he's going to fill up everything in the house. He's going to move in every situation. He's going to move in every life. He's going to move in every heart. Don't limit God by just saying, well, I'll give him what's left and I'll just give him a couple of vessels. The only limit that the man of God put on that woman. He didn't say only, only get five, only get six. He said, I don't care how many you get. All I know is don't get a few because when God starts pouring out, it's going to be enough to meet your... You, you know, I don't have time this morning, but you know what the rest of the story says? The rest of the story says that, that the woman starts pouring out into those vessels. And as she's pouring out, she's pouring out. And she tells her sons, bring me another vessel. And they bring her another vessel. And the oil fills up that vessel. And she says, bring me another vessel. And it fills up that vessel. Whew. Maybe after the first one, she thought, well, man, that was good. Maybe it'll work a second time. But after the third and the fourth, and the Bible says that she, it starts filling up all the vessels in the house. And finally, she says, bring me another vessel. And finally, they say, there is not a vessel more in the house. And the Bible says that that is when the oil stopped flowing. Whew. The only thing that stopped the flow of the oil was when there was nothing left to fill up. I don't want to limit God. If she would have had 10 more vessels, I believe 10 more vessels would have been filled up. She would have had 20 more vessels because when God starts using what's left, he's going to handle everything in the house. And I've come to preach to somebody, you got a lot of empty vessels in the house. you got a lot of used-to-be's in the house. you got a lot of it used to have something in it in the house. When God starts, do I have a witness in the house? When God starts moving, he's going to start filling up vessels. He's going to... All right, I'm wrapping up. And you know what that means. Not much. 
It's not, it's not what you have to offer left that's necessarily going to fix your issue. It's your obedience to give him what's left. It's, it's not, you got to understand, he can use the oil. He can use the five loaves and the two fishes. He can use whatever you got left. That, that's not it. He can use whatever. You say, I, I, I got so many things that could have been, and I've lost this, and I've lost that. It don't, it don't matter. When you come to him, all you have to do is surrender what you got left. Lord, I know it's not much. I know I've made a mess of it. I know I've made mistakes, but I give it to you. And I'm going to ask you this. What do you have left to lose? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You were there at that point where you just lost it. Your life was a mess. Everything was a wreck. And you finally just have to say, Lord, all right, this is it. I've been, you know what we try to do? We try to fix it. You ever do that? As a kid, especially, I'd do that. I'd make a mess of something, I'd try to fix it, and then I'd make it worse and worse. Then I'm trying to fix it more and more. I still do it as an adult, but I don't get in trouble for it unless my wife sees it. But if I'm working on something around the house, don't worry. By the time I get done, it's going to be a mess, and we've got to call a professional in. (laughs) And that's the way life is, and that's the way we try to handle stuff. Try to make it better, and by the time we get done... We end up with a bigger mess on our hands, a bigger situation. The Bible says of that little widow woman, she had those two mites left. The Bible says she she gave that out of her want. It wasn't enough to handle her need, just like the five loaves and the two fishes. It wasn't enough to meet the need. You ever been there before? Where what you got left isn't enough to handle the situation. What you got left is not enough to meet the need. And if you're in that situation, my advice is let Jesus handle it. Give it to Jesus. He's the only one that's going to be able to take it and do anything with it. Do I have a witness in the house? Is there anybody in the house that can testify to what I'm talking about here right now? I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. I know, I know I'm covering a lot of stuff here today. But that prodigal son, when he came home, he prepared his nice speech. That lost son came home. He prepared his nice speech to give to the father about everything he'd lost and how he'd wasted it all and that how he'd just be a servant and all that kind of stuff. I want you to know, the father, I can't find one time the father ever focused on what the son had lost. The focus of the father was not on the things that the son had lost. The focus was on the son that was coming back. Does that make sense? God isn't worried about what you've lost today. He can replace what's been lost. He just wants you back. He wants you today. He can handle all the stuff that's been lost. He can handle the mistakes. He can handle all that other stuff. He's after us today. He's after me today, and he's after you today. He wants us back. We all right? Okay, I told you I was trying to wrap up. I did pretty good. Uh, 
Yeah, why don't we play something on the piano? Do a little something, play some music. That'd be fine. Did I not do that right? Well, the Bushnell, I need to work on that, don't I? After service, work with me on being more, you know, fluid, getting it right. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, musicians come. Is that right? All right, there we go. <laughs> Now, this is what I want us to do. I want us to be real, just honest. I want, that's what I want us to do. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. That way ain't nobody's looking around. All right? I'm just asking you to do this because I want us to be real honest with ourselves and with the Lord today. And I want to make sure we're on target. I feel like we are. I feel the Holy Ghost here ministering, but I want to make sure that we're, we're right and the Holy Ghost is on. What I've been preaching about today You've lost some stuff, maybe made some mistakes, and life just hadn't gone the way you thought it was going to go, and you need the Lord to help you today. You've got just a little bit left. What I've been preaching about today is where you're at. If you just lift your hand, just so we'll know we're on target. I've got hands going up all over the building. Look at that. Thank you, Jesus. Just keep them up. Perfect. Beautiful. Awesome. Okay, you can put your hands down. Thank you. All right. Anybody in the house today, you need a touch in your body. You need the Holy Ghost to touch you. You need a healing in your body. Lift your hand. Hands going up. Perfect. The Holy Ghost is here to work today. Thank you. Keep, perfect. Beautiful. You can put your hand down. Anybody in the house today, you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. You want to receive that gift today. Would you lift your hand to the Lord today? Anybody in the house? Hands going up. Beautiful. All right. Perfect. Perfect. All right. One more question. You're battling today. You're struggling. You're trying to move forward in the Lord, but it's a struggle. It's a fight. One step forward, two steps back. Just a constant war, constant battle that's been going on. The Holy Ghost is here to help somebody today. If that's you today, would you lift your hand? Perfect. Beautiful. All right. You can put your hand down. Awesome. Okay. You can pick your heads up. The Holy Ghost is here today to work. The Holy Ghost has been speaking to people. I don't know that now just because I felt the confirmation in my spirit. I know that now because people's hands went up all over the building today for various needs. And there's people here today. The Lord's here to help somebody. You've got something. I, I, I'm telling you, there's somebody. You've got just a little bit left. You don't, you don't know what to do. You don't know where to turn. Jesus is here today to help you and here to move in that need. That's what the Holy Ghost is here today to do. Somebody struggled with even getting here today because you've got so much going on and there's so much weight in your mind and in your spirit. It was a battle to get here. The Holy Ghost is here to help you today. There's strength here for you today. All right. I want everybody to stand. If you lifted your hand, we had people lift their hands for all kind of stuff so nobody feels embarrassed. But if you lifted your hand at any point, I want you to come if you would come. I'm not trying to embarrass you. Everybody else is going to come in a minute, but I want those that lifted their hands to come. Thank you. Keep on coming. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you need healing, I want you to come. If you want the Holy Ghost, come on. Whatever the need is, he's here to help you today. There's strength here today. Thank you, Jesus. That's it. Keep on coming. Beautiful. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Aren't you thankful for the Spirit of the Lord that we feel here in this place today? Holy Ghost is here to help somebody today. 
here to strengthen today. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. All right, everybody else come. We're going to pray together as a church family. I just wanted those that lifted their hands to come first. If you can come down here, I want you to come. If you're able to come, I want you to come. Join with us. The Lord's about to work. We're about to see the Lord do some awesome things here this morning. If y'all would come on in just a little bit closer. We've got more people coming. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I love you. I love you. I want us to lift our hands now. I just want us to repent. Lord, I ask you to forgive me of every sin, everything in my life, Lord. It's not of you. I need you to forgive me. I need your help today. I need your touch today. I ask you to forgive me of everything in my life that I've done wrong, the mistakes I've made, sin. Lord, I ask for your forgiveness today. I need your mercy. I need your grace. Lord, the mistakes I've made, Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to cleanse me. I thank you for your blood. I thank you for your mercy today. I thank you for your spirit that I feel in this place today, Jesus. I thank you for your mercy and your grace. I thank you for it. I thank you for it. All right, now I just want you to begin to thank the Lord. Whatever it is that you're in need of, I want you to thank the Lord for whatever it is. If you've just got fragments of what used to be, I want you to thank the Lord for working in it. Lord, I thank you for moving. I thank you for working with the little bit, Lord, that I've got left. It's not much, Lord, but I give it to you. I thank you for working in it. If you need healing in your body, Lord, I thank you for my healing. Oh, if you need deliverance today, Lord, I thank you for my deliverance. If you need the gift of the Holy Ghost, you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, I want you to begin to thank the Lord for the Holy Ghost. Lord, I thank you for the Holy Ghost. That's it. Just open your mouth. Let that thanksgiving come out of your mouth. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. I'm not focusing today on what I've lost. I'm not focusing today on what's in my past. I'm focusing on what's left. And I'm trusting and believing you're going to work in what's left. That's it. Be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. That's it. Reach your hand over to the person next to you and pray for them. The Holy Ghost is working right now. Yes. That's it. There's help for you here today. That's the Holy Ghost you feel right now. That's Him right now helping you. Yes. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's it. Reach out to Him. Be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. He's here to help you. Jesus, I need you today.